Welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we embrace open dialogue from different perspectives about entrepreneurship, relationships, and education. And this open dialogue is needed, especially today, as we live in a Twitter finger society where everyone seems to care more about getting their point across than they are about hearing the other person's perspective. If you're ready to grow your business, your relationships, and your personal development, stick with us here at the Perspective Podcast, because sometimes in life, to get to the next level, you just need a different perspective. If I look like what I've been through, I'd be roadkill. Tell me off of the pavement, I'm reeking from the... All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. I'm C. Muzan, got T here with me. Say what's up, T. What's going on, family? As we are back. Another episode, fired up to be here as always. We love having the conversation. We love chatting. We love sharing our perspective. Oh, yeah. Man, been a lot of, uh, uh, thank you for everyone that's hit us up. That's right. Messaged us or started a conversation or finished a conversation, had more perspective on something that we've talked about. Uh, again, oh, we, yeah. love, we love to hear it. So we want to continue to get your feedback like subscribe share all that type of stuff that you've been oh, doing. Yeah. keep doing it so you can get this message to more people and we can hear other perspectives but today back for another conversation we said we wanted to lighten it up a little bit i don't know if this is really light because we'll still probably dive into some- <laughs> i don't think we have the i don't think we have the ability to stay surface level like so. bs conversation like we don't have the ability to do the Seinfeld podcast, yeah. a, a show about nothing. Like <laughs> it has to have some reason or purpose. Because our, our lives surround, right? Like we're purpose-driven people, right? Like we're yeah. always finding meaning in things and learning and growing. And that's just kind of how we are. So it makes sense that it's tough for us to stay on a surface level conversation or just talking about people or something along those lines. It's it, it's tough for us, but no, no e Hollywood TV here, baby. <laughs> not here. You're, you're what did gonna... Chris wear to the podcast? The same thing he wears to the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. same, same exact thing. None of that matters. None of that matters. So, at the end of the day, guys, we're here for another another episode. We want to uh, this conversation though. T and I were talking about. I'm not always in the realm of sports and. Uh, entertainment, let's just say sports and entertainment. Uh, but it is something that's always been on our radar, right? It's something that we're always kind of flowing in of, flowing out of at the end of the day, right? Many of you that have been following us and, you know, know us, right? T and I play college basketball together, right? So we have a, we, we have a background in athletics, in, in college sports, but in general, just sports. And we were talking about it right before we started recording that, you know, I kind of faded away from watching a lot of the sports and right doing the kind of NBA, NFL, MLB thing back, you know, pre-entrepreneur life, I always say pre-entrepreneur life. I was, you know, ESPN guy, sports center guy, right? Four, mm-hmm. four hours of sports center and PTI and around the horn and all the things I would just watch it because inundated with sports and competitiveness. But then as I kind of gotten more into some more of my priorities and my values, the the sports entertainment side has kind of fallen off for me, but I, I'm still around it, right? I still see yeah. it. And T, I know, right? Also, not as heavy in it as he was, but it's still on. Yeah, I watch my team. That's right. Yeah, I watch. I'll, I'll keep up with the like. I have the Lakers NBA pass where I only follow the Lakers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, being where I'm at, then I'll follow the Cowboys, right? Like, you know, I just, I, if the games come on, they typically get the most games anyway. So I usually get to see them at least 10 times a year. Um, and if there's a game on, like, I'll have it in the background. So I'm, I'm like that guy. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, Penn yeah. State was playing. Okay, I saw a little piece of that. Or Alabama lost last night. That was on in my background. So yeah. that's a, that's where I'm at. But I watch my Lakers and I watch my Cowboys. So most of the time. He has his teams, right? But a lot of times because we're on social and we're playing around like in forums, we'll really hear topics or themes or, right, storylines that kind of pop up that really make it a little bit more broad perspective of like, huh, how do we dive into this? Like, what does this really mean? What, how does yeah. this kind of shake out for not just maybe that player or that team, but like, you know, overall, you know, T and I like to look at the big picture of things. So we just happen to bring up this conversation because, you know, both of us being around the Philadelphia area, um, me being born and raised in Philly, uh, the Sixers, right? And Philadelphia sports, normally pop up on our radar a bunch, right? There are a lot of people. <laughs> it's pretty important to the city. <laughs> Just a little bit important to the city. A <laughs> bit important to the city. Uh, whether you're an Eagles fan or a Sixers fan or a Phillies fan, it doesn't matter, right? Sports uh, sports runs deep in the, in the blood of, of Philadelphians. And uh, right now, when it comes to- It's very to- personal. That's what I've learned. I've lived in a lot of places and Philadelphia is the place where sports is the most personal I've ever seen outside of like people with the Lakers in LA. But Philadelphia, I will say of all the places I live and I live several states across the country, I think Philadelphia may be number one as far as like how personal their sports is. So I'll say that from an outsider. We hold people to a, to a high standard when it comes to our athletes. Right. Because it's personal to you. Yeah. you all, people attach themselves to this sport. This is like a perfect segue, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, well, go ahead and bring up the topic, and then I'll and then we'll go from there because I, yeah. I, you just made something very – it's just like a thing. Yeah, so the, so the topic <laughs> that we're talking about, because, again, it's personal in this Philadelphia sports uh, town in this season right now, is Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons of the Sixers or – maybe formally of the Sixers, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, has basically chosen to say, I don't want to play for you guys. I don't want you guys to check up on me. I don't want to negotiate. I don't want to play for you at all. And there were some stories that came out that said the team like Joel and beat and some of the team were going to fly out and see him in LA. And he told them, no, don't even come. Cause I really don't want to be there. And it just brought up this conversation between me and T of like, you know, what, what does this mean? Like, what does this look like in general for sports, for uh, an a all-star athlete? Because let's just be honest, right? Ben Simmons is an all-star athlete. Yeah, yeah, legit. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. All-star. Uh, is this entitlement? Is this a new wave? Because we saw... James Harden do the same thing. So like this is, this became our conversation. So you can dive into and talk about kind of whichever way you want to take it with Ben Simmons or just the idea behind what's happening right now. But yeah, give me your thoughts on this situation. Um, Look, being here um, or or near the area of Philadelphia, um, this is very personal, right? And I feel like it's personal. People, people have made sports a part of their identity. Okay, so this is why this is so problematic. 
Exactly. <laughs> I can start right here. This is problematic. I'm talking about from the fan. Like, people have made sports a part of their identity, meaning if the team loses, they feel like they lost. Like, they lost. Like, they actually lost at something. If the team wins, like when the Eagles won, we won. We won. Like, no, when they say we won, they really mean. I won. I won at life. I, I can die now because the you know the Eagles have won. The Sixers have won. Like and so now you have this player who's um, not American, right? So let's let's call it let's call a spade a spade. He's not American. He didn't even want to play for the 76ers to start. So let's let's give some background around this. He was he was going to be the number one draft pick. And the Lakers had the number two pick and he wanted to go to the Lakers, but he took the number one pick to be number one overall. Maybe it was a pride thing. Cause he could have Eli Manning it saying, I don't want to play for the Sixers on the front end. The Sixers and the Lakers could have did a deal and the Lakers would have picked him and the Lakers wanted him. And they ended up picking, um, ah, man, his name just up, um, the other, the, Ah, now I'm mad because whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm, I don't want to disrespect the player because I'm trying to, I know his face is in my mind, but I just can't get it. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Um, they call him the second coming of, um, he's down in New Orleans now. I'm trying to say it, maybe you remember. Zion? But, Zion? No, no, not Zion. Uh, ben Ingram. Um, uh, ben Ingram. <laughs> ben Ingram. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll Nonetheless, see. right? Somebody's going to kill me. They're like, you're a Lakers fan. Um, but, um, well, he's no longer there. That's why I don't remember. No, I'm joking. Uh, um, but no, so he really didn't even want to go to Philly in the first place. Yeah. So I will say as an outsider, I'm actually not surprised by this. Brand, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. There he goes. I knew it. Was like, there he goes. B.I., <laughs> B.I. B.I. is a really great player, by the way, actually. I, I was mad when they traded him. But nonetheless. Um, but, but he didn't want to be there. And so he's been there. It's been a little rocky. Him and Joel, they didn't really get along. And no one, it seems, that he's gotten along with very much on this franchise. He didn't get along with Joel. He didn't get along with Jimmy Butler. He didn't get along with uh, other players. And it seems like he's just kind of like been there. And he finally got the opportunity to get out this relationship. So he feels, based on the comments that Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid made at the end of the playoffs last year. It's kind of like, you have been in a relationship and you really want to get out and you just feel like you can't get out, but then they do something like so silly and you can use that as the leverage point to be like, yeah, like, you know what, you know what, this is it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. This is what Ben Simmons is doing. And the, and the fans here are hot. They hot because you're literally breaking up with you. That's these how people feel. And now Ben Simmons has made a lot of money. He's guaranteed. Look, he got four years left on his contract. He is set to make $33 million this year. $33 million. He has $140 million left on his contract. And he is like, I don't care. I want out. He never, hot take. He never wanted to be in Philadelphia. Sorry, Philadelphia fans. He didn't like you in the first place. He wanted to be in LA. That's why he just bought a house in LA. While he's holding out, he bought a house in LA, okay? He didn't want to be here in the first place. He don't like the people that's been around. He don't care for the coaching. And he's using the slightest little thing right now to hold on to, to want to be out. And he's willing to risk 
$33 million or whatever portion of it, of that away until. What do you want to do? Like, <laughs> like now. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. I just, I'll stop there and I'll give other thoughts around what people were saying during the time of the draft of why the Sixers should not have picked him right. to start. But I'll pause and I'll go from there. First off, let's just address the money. I don't think money is the thing when we're having these conversations about professional athletes and their choices and the decisions that they're making, right? Like 33 million, it is what it is. He's again, he's an all-star, right? Like he can he's gonna make his money. Yeah, he's gonna make his money regardless whether out of this contract and the next contract doesn't necessarily matter, right? He's made just for perspective, so far he's made fifty-seven million dollars from salary alone currently up until this point, $57 million in the last five years. But that being said, this is also his option. This is his choice, right? Yes. This is where I get into the conversation of like, why do we treat athletes like they're different than us? Just because again, and maybe you can treat them different because they're an entertainer, right? Technically, even though they're an athlete, they're an entertainer. So you could maybe treat them differently, but this is the same uh, kind of mindset that most people have if you wanted to leave your job, if you wanted to quit, right, what you're doing. You, we all or many people that have quit a job have mentally checked out of that job way before they actually quit. They actually yes. make the decision like, ah, I'm not, this ain't working out. I'm not going to just till they figure out their plan. You might not actually walk out that yeah. day, but like you're done. Your work suffers, right? You don't care about what people say. You don't care about your coworkers too much. The boss could write you up all they want. You already know you're leaving. Mm -hmm. And we allow people to have that space, right? If that yeah. was your coworker, you know, like that's a pretty normal thing to think about. Yep, yep. But when we talk about these athletes, when we talk about Ben Simmons, or we look at a James Harden who did that last year, two years ago, whenever that- Anthony happened. Davis before that. Yeah, you know? right, in, in the off season, just basically saying, no, nah, I don't want this anymore. Well, do we feel like, back to the point of, this is so personal for me, because I'm invested as a fan, I'm invested in your life as a fan, and this team as a fan, that now I think I can control, or I have a right to talk about the decision that you choose to make about where you want to work. Yeah. That's really what we're talking about, right? And it's yeah. like, I don't feel like I have any control over telling you where you want to work, right? If you don't want to work here, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Now, as a fan, we want to set our team up. We want to make sure that, right, we're winning championships, but like, you're your own individual person. I actually don't care. It's just the city gets super upset. Like, well, I care because, like, I, if, if the team doesn't win, I didn't win. Yeah, but listen, I don't need to win. That's the that's what I don't understand where fans get all like tight on a, around a player. Like, sure, but if he doesn't want to be here, like, then let him go. Like, I don't want the way to win championships is with a cohesive unit of people, right? That like actually work together and want to help each other and have one common goal. So if that person doesn't, like, I'm not just gonna start bashing. All right, just let's figure this thing out. Yeah. I don't understand like why people get, and again, now it's all this like hate and vitriol of like Ben Simmons never wanted to be here. He's an asshole, all these things. It's like, you don't want to work at your job. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. like, what are you talking so, about? 
that's a very objective way um, of thinking about it. But people personalize this stuff. And and I was I, I, I one of the best lessons my dad ever gave me. Because I used to personalize growing up, like as a kid, me and my dad used to watch a lot of sports and we would always, he would all, we always had fun bets. He'd be like, all right, who you got? And so this got me into this, like you picking a team and wanting them to win, even if you didn't know them, right? And, um, and my dad always gave me the, the best team too. Like he was like, all right, you pick them, I picked the underdog, right? And so we have fun with it. But I remember my dad, I remember like being like 10 years old and it would like literally the Cowboys would lose and I would be jacked up for a week a week bro and then my, and the lakers would lose in the playoffs and i'll be messed up for a month like really like really upset and my dad was like terrell you cannot get yourself so emotionally emotionally invested in these games that you are not playing in you didn't make a dollar from it unless you gambling you don't do and you ain't doing that you're not gambling you're not doing nothing you're not invested it's just entertainment it's just other people living out their lives and we are watching them and we're being entertained by them you're going to get yourself messed up like my i remember my dad he had to sit me down at like 11 or 12 and i was like okay and so like and now even to this day i have to check myself like mid-game of if this game doesn't end the way that you want it no matter how much craziness they're going to talk at work, no matter how much this, you cannot get too involved in this. You're not playing. And I remember, and I remember my dad had to teach me that. Like he really saw I was going down a bad path and fan is short for fanatic. Okay. Like, let's not forget that fanatic. When you hear the word fanatic, somebody is all in gone. And that's what we see. And so now this is the uproar. So now, kind of shifting gears with Ben Simmons. Hold on. Before we get to Ben Simmons, and maybe we come back to it, I don't know. I re We really need to touch on this as like- This fan, the fandom? Fandom as a human trait, as like what people latch on to. It's a real, and don't, I'm, I'm not passing judgment, but it's a real struggle for me now to really understand people that attach their identity to a team. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's really hard for me to understand, and I know a lot of times these things are generational things. These yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Right, like my dad did, my mom did. Right, like it's just what for the city. Like this is for the city. Like in people with Cleveland burning LeBron's jersey. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of what we know because of our environment. So, to from that standpoint, I can understand it. But from a real practical standpoint, like <laughs> it's not practical, fanatic. It's not practical at all. <laughs> we're watching people that don't know us. They don't know us. They have nothing invested in our lives. They will never clap for us because they don't know us, right? We're not on that stage. So we are clapping for them. And these are people that are living out their dreams. Do you know how, like, like how special it is to get to the NBA or the NFL or the MF, like it's a huge deal. So we are now invested in watching people live out their dreams, live out their goals, like fight for, right? Their livelihood, all that stuff, we're watching it. And we're so invested that we don't even have our own identity for our own life, for fighting that hard for what we do, for our family. We, we connected to other people that do it. 
that we what we live, couldn't do. Yeah, we like live vicariously through these people yes. because we don't feel like, and that's that identity thing that I really struggle, right? Or I hope people start to see that like you have to break away from that. That's just not, it's not healthy. It's okay to have entertainment in your life. That's perfectly fine. We all need a little escapism or a little entertainment. Yeah. But you say like, this is my identity. Like I'm connected to how well these other men do, right? How these men operate their life. I'm connected to that. That to me is just like, do you not have a vision for your own life? Like you would rather get fired up and paint your face over a team than for your own family. Like when's the last time you painted your face for your son, <laughs> right? Like just because you wanted to fire him up so much when's the last time you did that we won't even do that but we'll go do that for some sports team that's making a few hundred billion dollars by us watching this thing blow like i i can't continue to wrap my head around this as like adults like grown grown ass men that like people do it with like this is like, you said it right and i'm glad you kept putting the emphasis on entertainment we do this with music artists we do this with actors and actresses. We do this with like, look, when there is something so sweet and special to watch a human being seem to defy reality at the highest level. Yeah. Athletics, you see LeBron, how's he so big jumping so high? And how's he so fast? And how's he able to do these different things, right? How is Jordan able to will himself this way? How is Tom Brady at 44 years old still playing at an MVP level? How it like, so what happens is people go lock themselves in boxes and maximize the capacity of their potential. Then it's so great that we now can say it's entertaining to watch them do it. And now we watch them and we're all in awe. And most of the time we're in awe because we're like, I wish I can do that. Right. I wish I can do that for basketball, right? Like, like I have always said, I did not totally go all vested in as I should have with basketball. And I said, there were so many competing priorities in my life and girls and all the other stuff that it, it just, now I look at it, I'm like, okay, I'll never be Kobe Bryant. And that's my favorite athlete on the basketball court. But I have a saying, but I can be Kobe Bryant in my family. I can be Kobe in my business. I can be Kobe in. And, and so now to, I've disassociated, I've taken the, the good piece and said, I can take that and this I can live out, but some people don't do that. They don't take what they're really seeing and dissect it and why they're really attached and apply it. They leave it over there and live through that person. And so this is why when celebrities make mistakes and they be human, if you will, in their personal life, people collapse. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought they were everything. Oh my God. And then this is why they get so angry. How could you do that? You're a role model. And I love when people are like, like AI, I think said it, if I'm not mistaken, or somebody was just like, whoever said I was a real role model? Right. I play basketball. I play football. I am not, you are your old role model. You go get somebody else for that. I just play this really well. You only see me for two and a half hours a week. <laughs> you see me on TV. I don't talk to you. You don't talk to me. How am I your role model? 
people attach this stuff. People attach what they're seeing on TV and the people that are living out their dreams that are yes. living life at a higher level than them. They put yes. them on a pedestal. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. And now I will say there is a responsibility. I think while you're not, you don't want to be a role model because you are, you just got to recognize the game that you're in. If you're going to play at the highest level, you want to be an entertainer, you are going to have people associate themselves this way and you do have a platform. And all I say is understand your reality and understand that like with people in like leadership, when I get people and I promote them, I'm like, look, you're still a worker here. Yeah, but because of the position you have, whether you like it or not, there is different expectation of you. And and we we can fight whether it's right, wrong or indifferent. It just comes with a different set of expectation, different set of rules. And if you don't want that, then you probably shouldn't take this position. And and that's how I feel sometimes with athletes. Like, I think I think that's fair. Again, that's and not everyone signs up to be a role model, and that's no. all on the parenting and right right influence side. But it's true when you get to a certain stature in life and your profession and whatever, and you're viewed as such. It's going to make sense that you try to help as many people as possible, right? Go down the right path and not be a right a detriment to their family or their lives or whatever the case is. So there is a place where as you increase in your stature in society, that you probably have more responsibility as a role model or a great example for people to follow. Fine. I just really want to make sure people on the other side, on the fandom side, understand you should never be attaching, right? Like yourself and your identity to that other person that you've never met and they've never met you. (laughs) You don't know them. So like, don't attach your identity or like, how well you feel that day or right. Whatever, you know, you're thinking about to that person, that entity, that team, whatever it is, that's a real thing. I think we just, as a society, we really need to focus on. Yeah. Listen, look, this isn't just what we just talked. I mean, this is also, I know people that associate themselves with wrestling this way and that's scripted. That's right. Like they're set winners (laughs) and people are associating themselves. Like like, it doesn't, (laughs) Talking entertainment again, whatever entertains you, that's perfectly fine. Like, you know, you can have that these levels of entertainment, but when you start buying the merch and putting it on and painting your face and taking time off of work and right, going in and it affects your emotions because the next day after the person lost or this happened, right? Now you don't feel good the next day. And right now you got to go burn the jersey or turn right. Like when all this stuff starts, it's just like, what are you, what's up with your life? Right. Just talk to me about right. Like, after you start going down this path with me, I just want to know, like, what else are you focused on? Like, what's what's your life like? Where are you trying to get to? And I just really think that that's got to be. <laughs> well, well, that ties perfectly into how people really feel like when now when you have yourself associated. Now you come here comes Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. James Harden, Anthony Davis. LeBron James. Well, LeBron didn't force the way out. He was a free agent, so he doesn't count in the category. But you know what I mean? Like people who wanted to get out and they kind of like kind of like pulled the arm of the team to like let me out of here. Right. Um that's where now, now you deal, now you're like, if you don't deal with that, you're never gonna look at Ben Simmons' situation objectively. Like Chris, you brought it, you brought you make a great point. You're just like, hey, um, he doesn't want to work at the job anymore there at that location of the job um and so 
that's his own priority because you don't want to work. How many times have you asked for a transfer from one department from the one Wendy's to the other Wendy's because the Wendy's you was at was ghetto, oh. right? Like, you didn't like the manager there. <laughs> nature, right? I just, and so. So what about the contract? So now this is where people get like held up, right? So just for this, because contractually, you don't, we don't sign contracts for the most part for employment in the regular world like we used to back in the day, like, you know, an at will compared to a contractual state. But what do you say, Chris, now to the fan that's like, okay, but he agreed to be here for five years. He signed on the dotted line. I would tell them, and you agreed to be married and you got divorced. So <laughs> <laughs> right now. But for real, <laughs> oh my God. All right, podcast over. No more explanation. Perspective heard, perspective understood. I'm out. You have, I'm totally, uh, we have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to say to that whatsoever. I think we have wrapped up a podcast abruptly early and we've never had this. That's the point. <laughs> the point is like, what are you talking about? Like, Kyle, oh my God. Circumstances change. Your boss change. The teammates change, right? What happens all of a sudden after signing that contract when it was all roses and yeah, we're going to go win a championship and here's how we're going to put people around you and things are going to be great. And then you're working at it and you're trusting the process and you're like, this shit ain't working. I don't want to be here. Forget that contract, right? Forget that contract. I don't care about that. Like, again, we can't hold people, we can't hold entertainers to this standard of like, well, because you get 33 million and I only get $20 an hour, you should be grateful for that. No, this is what I do for work. If you had the skills to make 33 million a year, you would have the same options of being like, this is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. They're not yeah. slaves to the money, right? Like I said, what, what we're really going down and, and we kind of touched on this a little bit before we had jumped on. I said, what we might really be going down is also just this shift in kind of like options, whether it's entitlement, whether it's like, I just know that I have leverage in this situation. You know, 10, 15 years ago in professional sports, they didn't the players didn't really have the leverage the owners the 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 actual league right had way more kind of leverage yeah leverage than the players yeah. than everybody else and now we're going through this time because of lebron because of some of the other contractual things that have started to happen um over this time that people are like i have the leverage. i'm the entertainment yeah, the, the team is at the entertainment people are following me they're buying my jersey Right. They're disassociated with the, like, I've become the face. Like, that was, like, the term, right? The face of the franchise. Because I'm a big believer, like, just to be frank, I am a big believer that some of the greatest companies in the world, if you really look at them, the ones that people, like, really love, they have a face to them. Amazon has Bezos. Tesla has Musk. Um, Apple has Steve Jobs. Like, who's the face of Bank of America? Exactly. Right. Like, like that. And, but when you think about companies that people beloved, they usually have a face to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so these guys have realized and gals have realized, like, I'm the face. It, it comes through me and the ownership in the NBA in particular has understood like, yeah, we kind of got to lift these guys up and take care of them and nurture them. And now you get a situation when they want to go they gonna go like i said it's kind of like it's it's kind of like an adult tantrum right it's kind of like an adult tantrum of just like you can't make me 
I'm just gonna yell and kick and scream like you can't make me but it's true like you can't make them <laughs> like and now again from a money standpoint they make so much money like Ben Simmons has made 57 million dollars most people on this planet will never I can I will argue and say 98% of people on this planet will never make 57 million dollars in their life Most likely. and he's already made it from 19 years old to 24 25 years old whatever he is yeah. right and so he can stop like he can stop let's say he got good investments and he got a good financial advisor and people around him and he's willing to live within a budget means why his stuff continues to grow. He could be like, I don't care. I'll wait this whole contract out. Y'all ain't got to pay me nothing. And then after that, I'll be what, 28? I'll still be good years off. And then I'll just go make another $50 million on the back end. Which if we talk to people outside of the context of your favorite athlete, you would, that would make sense for a human being to be like, yes, I'm just going to sit out this year. And I'm still going to go ahead and make money next year. Like, everyone would be cool with that. <laughs> and, and guess what? And here goes the crazy part, Chris. He doesn't even have, he can sit out this year and go to China. Yes. And China will pay him double his salary because he's a face. And he would bring in so much money. Ben Simmons locks out the NBA, goes to China to play. He would make 50. Like, I remember Kobe on his last year. They were they baked Kobe. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. going to try to pay him a hundred million dollars or something stupid to play one like twenty six game season. Yeah, yeah. He's like that's what you do. Like, for the brand, right? Like you're you're the talent. You're the talent. You are the talent. You're the talent, and I don't think that. And again, you should have the leverage when you when you you're, you're the talent. So is it right? So now, like you're a Philadelphia <laughs> guy, <laughs> right? Just, you yeah. said it's right. It is right because again. At the end of the day, it's his job. I'm not invested in him being like, you got to make our company better. You got to be the one that gets us a championship. I don't care if it's you. I actually yeah. don't. Right? You just want the championship. That's it. That's what, that's what we're all, if we're going to be a fan, if we're going to get back to being a fan of something, I want to make sure I'm a fan of this team and we are winning championships. Winning is the game rings trophies right banners if you're gonna play in that that realm of entertainment sports entertainment that's what you're going for yeah i don't care about the individual player that wants to or doesn't want to be a part of this thing that's a that's a media and a again weird fandom type thing like ben simmons is a horrible person He's an all-star, first off, just so everyone's clear. He's really think, good. I don't think anyone understands that. Like, like I think I heard Kevin Hart say, how quickly we forget. How quickly yeah. we forget, right, as fans, that he was an all-star. He's like all defensive team. Like he's Yeah, he's like one. He almost won um, defensive player of the year. Yeah. He's, like actually, he's really, really good. Really, really good player. Even right? though he has some serious deficiencies, he's still that good. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And this goes back to this hard ass city of Philadelphia and <laughs> cities, but really just being like, because like you said in the beginning, because he's breaking up with us, it's like, we're breaking up. like we're losing like a good girlfriend. Like we're losing like a good one. Right. And now what happens when you feel like your heart's, then you start turning on them. It's like, Oh, you're the person it's you. Like, no, no, he just didn't want to be here. It was us. Right. Like it was the team makeup. It was the direction, <laughs> whatever it was. It's okay. Let them go. That's the right thing to do. We shouldn't hold on to like, and again, is it right 
for all athletes to do that? Well, if you're the talent and you have the leverage, is it right to do that in your corporation? If you work at a so, job? right? Okay, so now, and and I guess we'll this will be the last point because we can go down a deep, deep dive rabbit hole with this one. So I'm going to be the other perspective for a second. There are people out there um, that talk about this setting a bad precedent um, of what he's trying to do and how he's doing it. Um, and when the collective bargaining agreement comes around, the billionaires are going to close up this potential loophole and make it very much more difficult for guys in the future in it, like trying to protect from this happening again, right? Because the franchise, like, we just locked this guy up for six years contractually, and it's like, it doesn't even matter. He's forcing his way out. And so there's an argument on the other side that says, Ben, you pouting and don't want to work here anymore, don't want to live up to your obligation of what you said you are going to do when you took all that money to begin, now you're going to make it harder on the guys behind you and potentially cause them to lose money because of how you're acting. The owners are going to take it back out on you guys. What do you say to that perspective? Yeah, that's a, that's a internal job, right? Like it's an internal matter, right? A lot of times outside looking in, I don't know all those things about how that's going to affect the next player down the line, how that's going to affect the next employee. But I don't know that that's my responsibility either. That's not, that's not his responsibility either, right? There's That goes back to how much do you do for the organization versus how much do you do for you, right? Which What do you balance inside of, because again, we can scope this out and say this is not just the NBA or right, professional yeah. sports. This is like what people have to deal with in general, right? If you If you are the talent, all right, well, do you care more about, hey, this sets a precedence in this organization right for the, for my job for my company that i may be screwing it up for those people right because now so and so is not going to get the same raise or so and so is not going to get the same bonus or right is that what is top of mind or is my livelihood and what i need to do and what my family needs like is that more important does that take precedence right so we're always i don't know how to answer that one right yeah well I guess the other side of it too, to give the other side of perspective, because I have no feelings on it for the most part. Because I'm like, hey, look, it is. I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer. I'm like you, Chris. Like, okay, you don't want to be here, and I tell this to my team all the time. Like, I understand. I want you here. If there's something I'm doing to make you feel upset, if you're willing to grace me, and we can work together through that. But if not, there you go. Hey, I'll write your letter. Like, peace. <laughs> so I, I understand that because. It, it takes too much energy to try to keep convincing somebody that doesn't want to be there already. I'd rather spend that energy on people that want to, and then we can go to higher level things. But that's just my personal opinion with it. But the other side is people could argue, hey, Ben Simmons is not setting a precedent in a negative way. He's actually setting a precedent in a positive way for guys who end up in bad organizations and they don't know anything and they don't know any better. And they get they get saddled with bad contracts or in bad places and the team that promised them all this stuff doesn't do it. And the owner saves all this money, even though he's paid money to me, he won't put anything around me, he won't help me. And Ben Simmons is showing us, hey, I don't have to sit around and take that because I do care about winning and my team doesn't seem to care about winning. And that's not Philadelphia in this situation, but there are teams that are like that. 
you see this more in the NFL than you see it in the NBA, but just he is setting the precedent because now what's happening in the NBA is trickling over to the NFL. Like everybody's watching. And like to your point, hey, I'm an entertainer too. Mm-hmm. I'm the best in class at what I do. And you're starting to see this starting to happen in baseball. Like um, Mookie Betts kind of like kind of got himself out of Boston, went to LA and won a, won a World Series. So, or like there was an opportunity for him to go, right? And Talk about so, the, the collective bargaining stuff, right? Like the NFL is known for like only a certain amount guaranteed and the rest yes. of the option like that's the NBA might go to something like that. Like there's a certain amount, like a small amount guaranteed, but if you don't play or this doesn't happen, then the rest of it is like off the table. Right? I would be fair with that. Like if it was, so, if you, if like, I, I think, I think this is fair. If you said, Hey, I'm about to give you $200 million over the next four years, that's $50 million a year. Right. Let's use that. But after year one, let's say after year two, you're like, I don't want to play here anymore. All right, I'm only gonna pay you 25. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll still pay you 25, but I'm not your your contract is not gonna carry 50 million dollars right. over. Right. Like, I can't get mad. I, I couldn't really get mad at it. And maybe that's the that's the clip. You want 50, you gotta stay. If you're like, cool, I don't want 50, I'll take 25 and leave. I save $25 million and we just move on. But listen, like, you know, people have been finessing people out of contracts for years, right? (laughs) Yeah, like there's no perfect contract. Yeah, like this happens all across the board, right? So to that perspective, to that naysayer, to that person that would be like, well, he's setting a bad precedent, like not necessarily. Is he setting a better one? Maybe, right? Like, again, we don't necessarily know how things are going to play out. What we do know is at the end of the day, right? He doesn't want to work here. I don't want to be here. This isn't the place I thought it was going to be. So now we need to make some changes. If people, the fans are too heavily invested in his life or his decision, right? They have to check themselves. Like fans, Philly fans, like check yourself, like relax. Like this guy's a great basketball player, right? He can get better. Yeah, his work ethic might not be there. But again, all this stuff is media. If that's the case, get him out of there. You're not going to win with them anyway. You're literally holding on to somebody and you'd be like, his F work ethic, he don't want to be here. Don't sound like he's the right guy for Philly. Get him out. Go, just let him go. Don't bash him. Yes, get him out of there. He's making things wrong. No, he doesn't want to work here. He's not a good fit. Let him go. Let's strategically bring in some better players make sure that right we're formulating this thing so we can get to these championships right but fans you cannot be fully so fully invested in this team that doesn't know anything about you or care about you and your life but you care so much about theirs that is a uh it's a toxic one-sided relationship that's what that is it is a toxic it sounds like a stalker it very much so is Right? Isn't that like a stalker? Like, I, I don't, I have no knowledge of you and you are for the most part, but you are so vested in me and, and, and the shrines and you put my, your name on my back and, and, and your back. And when I do something wrong, your heart is broken and all this other stuff. When I cry, you cry, but you don't know me. Like, like that's kind of stalkerish. Not kind of, it is. It is. <laughs> full tone. It's full tone. And again, we say it jokingly, but there's also a lot of truth and seriousness. You really got to evaluate your life. Like, 
if that's where you spend a lot of energy, if a lot of your energy goes into that. And again, to each his own, we're open to people's perspectives. But hey, just, you know, I am. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, man, I just think that that might be something you're not going to want to attach your identity to things that you actually have no control over. Right. Because you nope. have control over those things. So, yeah, I just like the bragging rights. I think I get more excited about walking into work in Philly and the Cowboys stomp on the Eagles. Um, and then I can just walk into work. Like, that's like the most tangible thing I have. And yeah. people like try to walk away from me. They don't want to have, they've been walking towards me all week, leading up to the game with their hate the Dallas t-shirts. And then we get to this situation on Monday morning. Nobody wants to be around me. Everybody's like, it's like ghost town. So I do get some personal satisfaction. So that is how it translates to me. But outside of that, it's like, uh. yeah, and that's only so much anyway, because how much do you really want to talk trash to somebody that works for you? Like, you know, you know, you know, because you can't say too much back to the boss. Exactly, right? They'll <laughs> <laughs> be able to say that until they bite their tongue for fear of their job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I, I never try to put people in that situation. But, exactly. but, but nonetheless, this is fun. This is fun. Um, we talked about um, Ben Simmons and and work and what happens when you want to leave a job. And I guess the hot take um, that I, we got to put on the highlight reel is going to be, what do you say uh, to somebody who says they want to get us a contract? Well, I'll say you also got divorced when you got married and you signed a contract on that one too. Um, it's just the real- So you didn't want to be in divorce. You don't want to be here anymore. Y'all both signed contracts. You went before God was yours. He just went before another man. That's it. That's it. And- He's walking away with a bag and you are about to pay a bag to walk away. You're going to pay a bag to walk away. So, <laughs> so I like it. Hey, I love it. That's it. But again, I think there's a bigger conversation, right? And again, we this is what we always want to talk about is those, those, those themes that we're seeing out there. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the, again, we touched on the fandom identity side, but then just on the side of, um, right, actually fighting for what you want or, right, having the leverage if you are the talent to just say, listen, this isn't what I want. I'd rather do this. And now you have the ability to hold out. And I really think this is something that we're going to see it happen more and more frequently in the world of sports entertainment. Right? Yeah. It, and I'm like, I'm on the side of, Hey, if, okay, you can have that out, but I'm not going to pay you all that money. Yeah. Right. You didn't hold up to your end. And you said you want it out. I didn't fulfill my obligation. Then we can just part ways. We can have a settlement agreement and you go out. Like guys, they do this all the time really well with buyouts. Like yeah. you, you may just start seeing more buyouts or better or just more trade. So, yeah. but nonetheless, I understand a buyout is you get nothing back. You just buy it out. But, um, but. See how you know. it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. I think this is going to be something that there's going to be more people, more people in the league that start doing things like this. You're going to see more, Hey, it's, it's, you know, free agency i'm gonna hold out for this or i'm gonna you know move to this side i really think we're getting to this place of people or the players specifically understanding that they have way more leverage than they had before and they're gonna start using it right they're gonna start activating it and being like yeah i'm not gonna play you know look at Kyrie. look at look at all like there's gonna be so many different like I got Zion on my list of like, I think he going to start like elbowing people to get up out of there. He may wait his contract out overall, I think. But if you said, all right, hot take, somebody you think might do it. I might, I might low key. I might, my dark horse might be Zion. Be the right. rumblings have already started. He needs to get in a bigger market, right? Like he needs, he needs more. He need, it might be about championship. It might be not about championship, right? Again, remember what we're dealing with here. This is not all just sports. There's entertainment aspects to this. Yes. Too. 
and branding and being a big name and egos and money and all the stuff that flows into it. And people make their decisions. That's why, again, we don't want you fans to be so attached to these people that are just making decisions for them and their family, just like you make decisions for you and your family. You just happen to not have 20 million people looking at you on a much. daily basis, right? But you're making yep. decisions. So give them some grace. Give Ben Simmons some grace. If he don't want to work here, he wants to live in LA and have a mansion and live out. So do you. So do you, right? You want to live in LA and have a mansion. So let the man do what he's going to do. He's great at what he does. He just doesn't like this city, apparently. It's funny because one of my friends said we, they would see him out, right? Like they, you know, when you're in the life, especially yeah. here, like you see those guys out, right? And he said, like, I would see him out and he would just be being an asshole to like people that probably if you're from Philly, you don't want to be too, right? You don't want to be too disrespectful to, right? Because you don't know the area that you're in. And yeah. He was like, yeah, I would see Ben. Like, he'd be like super disrespectful. These people would be like, dude, do you know like who you're talking to? Like, hopefully you understand that like you are not bigger than anyone else here. Like you'll get robbed too, right? Like, you, yeah, yeah. It'll be the same thing. And he was like, it's always been that demeanor for him around that he's seen. Like he's never wanted to be here. So when you have someone in your organization that clearly doesn't want to be here, just let them go. Just let them go. That's it. Get him out of here. That's it. You have a trade clause. You can trade wherever you want. Get what you can get. Get the best you can get and move on. That's it. That's it. So, all right, guys. We we uh, chatted about this one. Give us your perspective. Let us know how you think about a sports team. Are you a fanatic? Are you one of those? Did this trigger you? Hopefully, it didn't trigger you too much. If it did, then that's probably a good thing. That means you got some areas of opportunity to change. <laughs> they about to cancel our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we definitely want to hear from you. Hit us up, reach out, subscribe, like, all that good stuff, right? Again, we still haven't figured out where it is, but wherever that's going to be on the thing, subscribe, like, do it down there. And, we can't uh, do stuff too much, man, because they're going to say when we blow up, they're going to say we're the part of Illuminati because Terrell did this hand gesture this or something. Thing. You know? They're going to, like, freeze frame it like this. Right. Yeah. And they're going to be like, look, 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 I told you. Exactly. But either way, we still want to keep talking to you guys uh, now and continuing to move forward because we want to hear your perspective. We appreciate you guys that have been tapping in with us and uh, share it, share it with people. We want to have more conversations. All right. So until next week, guys, signing off. God bless y'all. Appreciate you. Thank you.